Hello to all, my name is Caroline and I'm pleased to welcome you to this podcast series where you'll get a teaser on the upcoming EHL Global Online Alumni Conference from professionals of the hospitality industry. I'm glad to welcome Kang and Guyen Trio today. Kang is Group Chief Technology Architect for Accor. He will walk us through the concept of metaverse and how we should raise our awareness on this topic not to get overwhelmed very soon about this new virtual world. The future of technology is one of the main topics that will be discussed on the second day of the EHL Global Online Alumni Conference. Good morning, Kong. Well, good afternoon for you. It's a pleasure to have you here and thank you for your participation to this series of podcasts for EHL Alumni Conference. So could you please first start by introducing yourself with your name, role and career so far? Yes, so uh, hello, Caroline. Uh, thank you very much for inviting me to this podcast. Uh, so I'm Kong. I'm a French of uh, Vietnamese origins. I was uh, born, I grew up, and I lived and worked in France until my, my 40s. Then in 2016, I decided to move to Singapore with my family, where I currently live. Two-thirds of my career has been in digital native companies, and one-third of my career in more traditional companies going for digital transformation. And I've uh, always been working in, in tech. And more recently, two years ago, I joined Accor, based here in Singapore. Currently, I'm the Group Chief Technology Architect of Accor, leading a department which is called Enterprise Architecture. It is in charge of Accor's middle and long-term tech strategy, such as leading our acceleration to the cloud. If you make a parallel with cities, our mission is very much like, uh, you know, city urbanist who are looking at the long-term master plan of the city, how districts, uh, energy grid, public infrastructure should evolve over time, and defining the overall trajectory to get there. So in my team, we are doing the same, but on the tech and digital systems of the company. Oh, sounds amazing. So it's funny because it's also called uh, architecture, right? Exactly, yeah. So that's why I usually take this image of uh, what happens in city because it's much more easier to imagine than some IT jobs, I would say. Sounds very interesting. Actually, one of the topics during the second day of the upcoming conference is the future of technology. So could you first walk us through what is the metaverse, please? Yes. So I think metaverse, you can see that as the next stage of the human interaction with digital. For those who are listening here to, to this podcast and have been working since the past century. So, you know, when I'm talking, that sounds very old, you know, uh, but it's been just 25, 30 years old when, for example, I started to work. The very first stage was called the Web 1. That was when people were using a PC, the mouse, the keyboard to communicate digitally with emails, to read information on the screen, to start or to buy online. At that stage, it can seem quite rudimentary kind of interactions that we had looking at where we are today. Where we are today, it's uh, what it is called the, the second stage of interactions or what is also called Web 2.0 which started sometimes around 2010. That's when the interactions became much more richer with the boom of smartphone. So that's where we show interactions with digital tools, where we swipe, we scroll with our fingers. 
That's where we have online video chats, where we are using our voice with Alexa, with the Siri and the likes. And it's also characterized by topics like viral network effect, social networks, also the era of the platforms like Facebook, Instagram, Uber, TikTok, and the likes. And then comes the third stage that uh, we start to hear about a lot, which is the metaverse. I think it's just starting now and it's not completely very mature, but you can really see that as the more advanced stage of human interactions with digital, where special movements are going to come into actions, meaning that you can use your arms, legs, foot to interact in the virtual world in a kind of alternate reality, typically with a headset where you can start to manipulate, interact with digital uh, elements in the virtual world. I think the main keyword that you can associate to the metaverse is really about an immersive digital experience. Well, yeah, it sounds uh, very fascinating, to be honest. So you spoke about uh, then the metaverse and how it brings more interaction in this virtual world. Could you tell us then about the importance that the metaverse is taking nowadays? Yes, I think the metaverse is still very much a buzzword today. Mm. And I think we hear a lot about it because companies like Facebook are now called Meta, uh, need to find their relay of growth. So I think they are putting a lot of marketing around that to evangelize people and, and companies to go into that next stage. I think from an experience point of view, the reality is that it is still quite poor. There is not so much spatial movement yet in the virtual space that exists. But on another side, as you know, Technologies are growing exponentially. It's going very fast with all the money that the digital giants are pouring in. Mm -hmm. Things are going to evolve quite far in just a matter of years. So that's also a reason why many people are getting excited about this. If you want to have a first view of what existing metaverse universe look like, some of the most advanced are the game platforms like Fortnite, Roblox, that you may have heard of. They have all a purpose around gaming, where metaverse is more about how are you going to live a kind of alternate life in a virtual world. And on that, I would say the most advanced version that exists today is a platform called Second Life. And interestingly, Second Life is a platform where you can create your avatar and live in a virtual world where you can own a house, where you can go to a shopping mall, you can buy things virtually. You can even go on YouTube and see people living their virtual life in Second Life. If you really want to try to think about the potential of Metaverse and what this may look like maybe in, I don't know, 10, 15 years, you can watch a movie which is called Ready Player One by Steven Spielberg or a very good Japanese anime called The Sword Art Online. And when you look at that, actually you look at things that may not be so fun in the future. Well, I can't even manage my one and only life. I don't know how people do with two lives, <laughs> but well. <laughs> That's a real topic indeed. So as a hotelier yourself, what is the potential for the hospitality industry, do you think, in the metaverse, for example, on the guest side? Indeed, we are going to see gradually some applications coming up. For example, you could think about use case of applications around how to foster loyalty with the guests. 
So imagine, uh, for example, last week, actually, I was spending a few nights at uh, Sofitel uh, Sentosa here in Singapore. And there was salsa night organized for guests at the bar. And you could imagine that once guests are back home in their countries, Sofitel Sentosa could have a virtual bar in the metaverse where they could create a virtual event for guests who are present physically on the salsa night to allow them maybe to meet again, but in the virtual bar and continue to socialize. Typically, when headsets will become probably more democratized, it is the kind of application that you could easily see in terms of managing the relationship with guests beyond the physical stay in the hotel. Another idea, which is a bit further down the line, that could be used to bring inspiration remotely and virtually to help in the choice of your physical stay. So imagine that you are living in Europe and you say, oh, someone told me about uh, Sofitel Sentosa. And then you want to know between the standard, the premium, sea-facing sea or garden-facing sea, what's your difference and should I pay a little bit more to have a much better experience? So imagine you put on your headset and then you can have a, a feeling of what it would be like to be there and know if for your family of four, this room is better than the other. Even maybe visiting the hotel or the surroundings to see if that fits with what you would like. That would be a kind of, you know, trip advisor next stage where you can really literally experience the room before being physically there. So you could imagine this kind of application. If you go even further down the road, at some point, I think you could see some hospitality players to offer pure hospitality digital offerings that guests may enjoy in the virtual world. So imagine that you live in a dense city in a small apartment, which is, I think is going to happen more and more in the world. Mm. And you are locked down because of COVID-30. So I'm touching wood that uh, it does not happen, but I'm <laughs> taking a, a kind of a very dramatic scenario. And then uh, you put your, your headset on and you, and you go to sleep in your small room. And the morning after you wake up and you wake up in an accord lodge in the African savanna. And then you go for a beautiful safari uh, virtually. So I think uh, it can sound a bit uh, creepy or, or not, depending on your point of view. But I think that we'll probably come to that point in our lifetime. Wow. Okay. Well, let's see. Hopefully, we'll still be alive to see all of this. <laughs> Do you have maybe other examples on the hotel side? Yes. On the hotel side, I think that there are things that can be quite interesting, for example, for hospitality management companies like ACO. Uh, so you can take, for example, our business development activity, where today, you know, it's quite a long cycle to sell a hotel to an owner because obviously you are investing in a real estate, you are investing for 15, 20 years of contract management. So it only makes sense that it takes time before you make a choice about investing or not. And imagine that tomorrow you are able actually to build in the metaverse kind of digital twin showroom of what the future hotel could look like and that owners can visit and be completely immersed in it even before the real hotel is built. I think that typically that can considerably enrich the search process. So that could be one, one example. On another note, as you were saying previously, uh, I think it brings a lot of questions on how to keep a same balance between uh, yourself and your digital self in tomorrow's world. But uh, mm -hmm. indeed, I think that's another whole topic. 
Well, we'll get another call then in a few years <laughs> to speak about that, hopefully. Thank you very much, Kang, for your time today then. Uh, I think it will take me some time to digest all the information, but I will definitely look forward to hearing more about this topic during the conference. And I hope to speak with you again soon, maybe not in 10 years, but maybe before. So thank you very much. Definitely. Thank you very much, Karine. Bye-bye. Thank you to all of you for listening to this mini-series about the upcoming EHL Global Online Alumni Conference on 1st and 2nd of June. Stay tuned to the next episodes featuring specialists in the field who will tell us more on the different topics of the conference to come.